from the Texas Veterinary Medical Association in Austin, Texas. This is Veterinary Vitals, a podcast that focuses on current news in the Texas veterinary profession. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Today on the podcast, we hear from two representatives from the Texas House on their campaigns for the upcoming election, Drs. Glenn Rogers and Lynn Stuckey. These two representatives are running for different seats, Dr. Rogers for District 60 and Dr. Stuckey for District 64. Dr. Lynn Stuckey was elected to the Texas House of Representatives in 2016. He is currently serving his third term in office, and he is a member of the Budget Writing Appropriations Committee, and he is the vice chair of the County Affairs Committee. Dr. Stuckey attended Kansas State University in Manhattan, Kansas, where he earned a Bachelor of Science degree in 1979, followed by his Doctorate of Veterinary Medicine in 1983. Shortly after graduating, Dr. Stuckey moved to Texas. In 1986, he bought into veterinary practices in both Denton and Sanger, and in 1997, he opened his own practice. Over the course of his 39 years as a veterinarian in Denton County, Dr. Stuckey has cared for the animals of over 9,000 of his friends and neighbors. He is also a member of the American Veterinary Medical Association, a lifetime member of the TVMA, a former member of the Denton County Animal Advisory Board, and the Bayer Animal Health International Advisory Board. Dr. Glenn Rogers was raised in Graham, Texas, and attended Texas A&M University, where he majored in animal science before earning his Doctor of Veterinary Medicine in 1980. Upon graduation, Dr. Rogers went back home to begin operating the family ranch and start his local veterinary practice. Dr. Rogers practiced for 11 years, where he owned and operated two rural mixed practices. In 1993, he left private practice to receive a postgraduate degree from Kansas State University, focusing on beef production medicine. What are the odds we have two Kansas State alumni here? (laughs) From 1993 to 2000, he was a faculty member at North Carolina State University, where he was a tenured associate professor in ruminant production medicine. After returning to Texas in the early 2000s, Dr. Rogers worked as a technical consultant in the animal health industry. Dr. Rogers was a director of the Texas Veterinary Medical Association for 10 years and served for three as president of the West Cross Timbers Veterinary Medical Association. During the 87th legislative session, Dr. Rogers was appointed to serve as a member of the House Committees on Transportation and Pensions, Investments, and Financial Services. Let's jump right in and meet the representatives from District 64 and 60. So there are currently four veterinarians in the state legislature, which I'm told is more than most other professions have in terms of representation. Why do you think it's important for veterinarians to run for office or even just get involved in anyone's political campaign? Dr. Glenn Rogers. Well, I think it's important for veterinarians and it's important for the state of Texas. It's important for veterinarians because the more uh, people we have as representatives, the better we can represent those those issues that are so important to us. It's important for the state of Texas because I think veterinarians make really good legislators. Uh, we we know how to run a small business. We know how to we know how to work. We know how to uh, deal with the public, uh, literally twenty four seven in some cases. 
And, and I think uh, there's just so many qualities of veterinarians that make them good legislators. Now, now we have four, but my goal is if we just get 72 more, we'll have a majority of the House. <laughs> Dr. Lynn Stuckey. Well, I'm, first of all, yes, there are four. There are more veterinarians in the legislature than uh, there ever has been in Texas history before. Myself, uh, Dr. Charles Anderson from Waco, Dr. Brad Buckley from Colleen, and Dr. Glenn Rogers from Palo Pinto. Um, we're, we're probably outnumber most of the other professions except the lawyers. Uh, the lawyers still by far outnumber everybody else in the House, and there's probably two-thirds of the House, or a hundred of them are probably lawyers. Um, but have, having a veterinarian in office is extremely important for our own industry and in general. And we're caretakers by nature, so why not take care of the government? Um, the reality is that veterinarians are extremely, if they're like myself, you're busy with your life. If you have your own practice, you typically are spending way more than 40 hours, more likely 60 to 100 hours a week. And you're focusing on the day-to-day uh, things that you do as a veterinarian. But we need to be proactive and not reactive when it comes to the government because uh, we have a lot of regulations and more that are were coming our way. And some of them that we've been able to stop that were unnecessary. But it's uh, extremely important that you have good representation at the state level uh, so that you don't wake up tomorrow and find out you have to have, hire another person just to do regulatory things within your office that drives up the cost of veterinary medicine when it's not necessary. Now, how would you respond to the veterinarian who may have a distaste for the political process? Well, first of all, I would say that by being proactive rather than reactive, you're going to save yourself a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of frustration. Uh, Politics can be a nasty process at times, but what profession isn't? All of them have some of that. The reality is we work in a highly regulated industry. And we need to have people in office and involved politically that have the expertise to make sure that we are able to practice responsibly without being overregulated. I've seen it many times where something came across in legislation and to other people that aren't in our industry, they think it makes perfect sense, but they don't really understand the issue. So we have to help them. And we do. Those other representatives uh, will come to me and, and or to the other veterinarians. But on any, any legislation we take up dealing with the veterinary medicine, that they do come to us and they ask us how we should, we should vote, how they should vote. And there are times, too, where it's been uh, highly controversial. And I've asked uh, TVMA to call out to their veterinarians and they call into each one of their representatives to let them know how important it is. And when they do that, those representatives come back to my desk or the other veterinarian's desk and ask our opinion because uh, we are you know, very much respected in, in the House. The question becomes, how do you think that would go if we did not have representation in the Capitol like we do now? Um, I can tell you that we would be part of the prescription monitoring program and many other things that we don't need to be a part of if we hadn't had our voice and we weren't actively working against some regulation that really is, un, is not helpful to anybody. Dr. Rogers. Yeah, uh, well, I'm new to politics, uh, and I just uh, finished my freshman year in the legislator, legislature. I know I don't look like a freshman. I thought my last year being a freshman was my, was my fifth year in the Corps of Cadets a long, long time ago. But I, I think 
I think if you look at what you're able to do from a positive side, you're able to meet great people, you're able to make a difference. Uh, it's not just the it's not just the biggest big ticket items that affect the state, but there's a lot of local bills and there's a lot of individual casework that we do that helps individuals, and and that's what keeps me going. The the, the bad part is the negative uh, part of the campaigning. I, I even enjoyed I even enjoyed block walking and meeting people, uh, but but you know we we got our first negative mailer yesterday, and uh, you know and when when people lie about you, it's 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 hard. Uh, it's not something that that any of us like. So you have to, your skin has to kind of toughen up a little bit. Um, you know, I know as, as a veterinary practitioner, you occasionally have that disgruntled client and we none of us like those, but uh, in politics, you get those much more often, I would say that. But I mean, overall, overall, just say it's been a great experience for me and I would I would recommend anybody that, that thought about it to, to please visit with those of us that have had some experience in the legislature, find out more about it. We'd love to have you come to Austin and visit with us or be, meet us in the district. Because we need to have a, a good, steady stream of veterinarians in a, in a succession planning, if you will, for the profession to have people ready to, to follow when we're no, no longer there and to add to uh, the four that we have currently. Turning to the primary election, all signs indicate you're in a really tight race. So how does this race compare to your the previous campaigns that you've run? Well, that... I, I don't know yet because uh, I, I, you can ask me on March 1st because a lot of the things that I know are coming are just now starting with the negativity. Uh, my last race, uh, my opponent uh, spent uh, three times more than us in the primary. They spent about $1.5 million. And, uh, and as a uh, new person to, uh, to politics, it was difficult uh, building that grassroots effort to raise money. We, we raised, we'd raised about 300,000 in our primary uh, compared to my opponent was over a million. But then by the time we got through the runoff, we, we caught up and it was just a two to one deficit. But my last race with COVID and with, with the funding deficit that we had and, and, and the, just the, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this, but, but just the lies that we endured, the, the untruths uh, that, that were, came our way. Uh, it was it was a brutal race, and then it wound up being not just a runoff, but it was a delayed runoff because of COVID. We didn't finish till July 14th. It was 110 degrees that day, which I think was very fitting for for a very hot race. And and uh, but uh, you know we just it it we just wound up getting so many people to to support us uh, through prayers, through of course financially, through block walking, through. Uh, there's so many ways that people contributed. It's just really amazing when you see what people will do to help you once they believe in your cause. And I think almost any veterinarian that runs will have an immediate support base. I mean, uh, I know uh, I haven't been in practice a while, but Dr. Stuckey in Denton County, he has such a large group of former clients there in in his locality that uh, it's, you know, they all remember him and and what he did in the practice for their animals. And they, they, they they tend to be, good constituents. Dr. Stuckey. Well, this is my fourth time running for House District 64, and I do have a primary opponent for the upcoming March 1st primary, which we're working hard right now to win, and every day uh, we work hard on it. I still am practicing uh, veterinary medicine, so I do a little bit in the morning, and then I usually uh, go into the lunches with me, with people, and buck walking, and many other things, and we've already done five different things today 
uh, and it's only three o'clock. Um, only once have I not had a primary opponent in my previous races. What makes this one different is the geographic change in our district. Whereas once my district was basically just the northwest part of Denton County is now that plus all of Wise County to the west. When redistricting occurs every 10 years, you are you have a new a new district. And I did not know till the end of October that I would also have Wise County, which I'm I'm great and glad to have it. But I've been working very hard to get to know the folks in Wise County. And it's honestly been nice to add some rural territory to my district, considering my background is rural also. So the partisan makeup of your district is heavily Republican. So the winner of the March 1st primary will almost certainly be the next representative from District 60 or District 64. What's truly at stake in the primary, both for the profession and for your constituents more broadly? First of all, what that means is the primary race is the whole ballgame. Is that basically once uh, that's over, uh, then that's going to be your next District 64 uh, representative. I'd say that what is at stake is having myself in a position to help the veterinary friends in the legislature versus having a political newcomer attempt to find his way around. And as uh, somebody who's been there three sessions going into number four, I will have a leadership role, whereas my opponent, who has no knowledge of veterinary medicine nor cares about veterinary medicine, will not have a leadership role. And a leadership role makes a lot of difference in everything. Um, I sus- I've been a vice chair of higher ed, I've been a vice chair of county affairs. I'm on appropriations, Article 3, which funds all of pub ed and higher ed. And I suspect that I'll maybe be able to be a chair. We don't, there's no guarantees on that speaker picks that, but uh, there's likely that I'll have a leadership position and be able to even get more done for not only my district and the great people of the state of Texas, but for my profession. Dr. Rogers. Yeah, well, in my race in particular, I'm in, I'm in uh, the second most Republican district in Texas. There's no Democratic opponent. So it's all gonna it's all gonna be about the primary, and it's over. It's uh, these are very fought, uh, hard fought primaries, but then at least you're done when they're over. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's it's important. Don't wait till don't wait till the general election for me. It'll be too late, right? What's at risk is losing veterinary representation in the Texas House, which, as we talked about earlier, is very important. Has TVMA's political action committee been helpful to you in your race? Um, and is that something that you think vets should be engaged with going forward? I could not have won my last election without VPAC. And, and that's that's a fact. And I, I could say the same thing about this one. It's so important. Uh, VPAC is not my largest contributor, but they're one of the largest contributors to my campaign. And, and it makes a huge difference. Dr. Stuckey. Well, let's go back to, like I said, most veterinarians have a very busy life. They are doing day-to-day things at their veterinary clinic. And in many cases, they're also raising a family and have other activities. So uh, has TVMA Political Action Committee been important to me? TVMA has been more helpful to me than I can ever describe, not only from a financial aspect, but keeping veterinarians across the state engaged in the political process. I think that we have a great thing going. And as this as this state continues to grow, we'll have We'll have that for a long period of time if we keep doing that. Politics can be very difficult to follow on the local, state, and national level, but TVMA helps folks in our profession keep informed and knowledgeable, and I appreciate that. They need to know how important it is. I know when I was growing and 
at the same time had children. Your life is extremely busy, but you can reduce the cost that you're going to have in veterinary medicine by supporting good people who are going to be pro-veterinary medicine in your legislature. It is a group effort, uh, and the way our forefathers designed this thing, it really does work. When we are participants, uh, we told our children from the time they could start voting that don't complain if you're not going to vote. Your vote does matter. So thank you for this time. TVMA has been amazing, um, and you know I hope they continue to support uh, the four of us and others that come along. Um, but we are, you hear that from a lot of other states too. It's very unusual to have even one better name, not alone four. But we're a great state that's growing rapidly with a good economy, which is good for veterinary medicine, but it also means more regulatory possibilities, and we can help navigate that for them. The only thing I'd say is just again to thank all the veterinarians that have supported us so well through this campaign. And we want to we want to always be accessible if you have specific issues, even you know, it doesn't matter if you're in my district or not. If you're a veterinarian, just just and you have a problem, let us know and we'll try to help. Doctors Lynn Stuckey and Glenn Rogers sharing about their campaigns for the upcoming election. If you are interested in more information about the campaigns of Doctors Lynn Stuckey and Glenn Rogers, you can contact our General Counsel and Director of Government Relations, Trent Hightower. And a big thanks to Trent for his help in conducting some of the interviews for this episode. See if you're registered to vote and find your nearest polling place at votetexas.gov. TVMA Annual Conference is coming up. We hope to see you at Kalahari Resort in Round Rock on March 4th through 6th. Check the program schedule for special events like the President's Celebration, the Student and Recent Grad Mixer, and the Awards Banquet. Join the Texas Veterinary Medical Foundation in their goal to raise $10,000 for the Veterinary Student Support Fund, which supports veterinary students at Texas A&M College of Veterinary Medicine and Biomedical Sciences and Texas Tech University School of Veterinary Medicine. Raise your glass to support veterinary students by purchasing limited edition TVMF wine or pint classes, or get into the spirit of bidding at this year's silent auction benefiting TVMF, which will begin accepting bids on Saturday, March 5th at 6.30 p.m. during the President's celebration. TVMF's silent auction promises to be filled with spirited and generous bidders circling over great items such as veterinary supplies, artwork, jewelry, and more. TVMF is currently accepting donations for the silent auction, such as hunting trips, complimentary services, artwork, etc., To donate, please contact Danielle Madrid at 512-452-4224 or dmadrid at tvma.org. I'm your host, Audrea Wood. Thanks for listening.